Welcome to the Hashtag Call to Scene podcast, the show focused on the strategic disruption of the status quo in technical organizations, communities, and events. And I'd love for it to be our next speaker. So please welcome Kim Creighton to the stage. And I said, screw it, I'm going to do my own thing. Which meant I needed to just 
disrupts. And so for most people, when they talk about disruption, they talk about services and products. For me, because of my background about education and about learning and all these things, it's about changing your mindset. It's about changing how you approach problems, how you approach situations. And so as you move towards more um, automation, machine learning and um, artificial intelligence, programmers, you guys, uh, need to figure out ways to develop and leverage, this, um, and leverage an essential yet often overlooked skill set. Dot, dot, dot. This is a post I um, um, uh, did on Twitter. Because I'm always talking about innovation, disruption, what's coming. And also, uh, again, being of a um, underrepresented and marginalized group, that people always put me in others. Well, um, fellow programmers, white men, white women, uh, Indian, whatever, you're part of others when it comes to automation. Your jobs are at risk. What are you going to do about it? It doesn't feel good to be an other. So what you want to do is what I do is create my own space. Even with, so we know that um, the CEO of GitHub left. He is talking about how to, he wants to talk about how to get non-coders to create products and services when they don't have to uh, um, code. So people are already talking about this. Um, so if you look at products like, and he's saying, why isn't it happening already in software development? So you're looking at a platform like Bubble, <clears throat> says right there, you don't need to be a coder. You, you, you tie that in with Xavier, and you get, you're rocking and rolling without having done any coding, without knowing what a variable is, without knowing what a functional programming is, language is, without knowing what a semicolon is and getting caught up in JavaScript and dealing with syntax and all this other stuff. You can get rocking and rolling, and we already know about the value of um, WordPress. You can create a, I mean, before I even got into tech, I, let me give you a bit of background. I knew I was more than a consume, the regular consumer of tech, but nobody in my space was telling me about being a producer of tech. So I never saw myself as a producer of tech. But I knew I had an interest more than being a consumer of tech because I don't want to say Apple Keynote not for the products, but why they did certain things, answering certain questions. So when I wanted to build a business, I went on YouTube, Google, how to build a website, and I follow YouTube videos on WordPress, and they turn out to be damn good, and I was like, all right, great. And so I didn't know a thing about code. And so I was like, so how do you compete? How do you compete? There is only, this, so this is where the business part of me comes in. There are only two effective ways to compete, either on price or on differentiation. Artificial intelligence, machine learning, they're going to beat you on price. There's no way in hell you're going to outbeat a, a machine that can work 24 hours, seven days a week without taking a break. So as, so as programmers, you must master differentiation. But you have a problem. Whether you're working in an enterprise company or a one-man show or you're a multi-person uh, multi uh, team, you need to start now thinking about identifying and marketing um, those points of differentiation that you have. 
So if you're your cult that colder that sits in a corner with their headphones on and not wanting to engage with anybody, you have nothing to differentiate yourself from. You're going to compete, be competing on price, and you're going to lose that game. As programmers, you must develop a new skill set. Might not be new, but a different skill set beyond programming. To remain relevant, because this is an information economy. Before we had an industrial economy where it was about what you could do. Now it's about what you know. So you need to have human-centric skills. And I'm going to be honest with you, as a person who's only been in this space for almost four years and have actively um, recruited, encouraged people um, to come into these spaces, your human-centric skills suck. <laughs> oh, it sucks so bad. Oh, my word. But what happens is you use that as a checkbox. You say, oh, we brought them in. But they left because your skills sucked. Your culture sucks so bad. You didn't have any, you had no idea how to do mentoring. Oh my God, you suck. Oh. But it's their fault, so we checked that box, we brought them in. That's no longer gonna work. So Google did, did a survey, and I've been talking about this for years. And to their surprise, Stem sales, uh, sales. <laughs> STEM expertise was dead last when they were looking at the skills that were, um, that, that were uh, what's the term they used? Um, da -da -da, firing, hiring, da -da, every, whatever. Let me see the next slide. So they basically were saying that STEM sales, oh, sales, Lord have mercy, what is going on? <laughs> We're not doing STEM sales here. So they're saying STEM expertise, the science and technology, engineering and mathematics skills were at the bottom of the list of the most important skills. And they shocked them. They just knew because, you know, these two geeks, tech guys, these two coding guys just knew that they were being um, um, progressive and innovative because they had great programmers. Because you know at Google, all they want to talk about when you come in for an interview, speaking to what you were saying earlier, talking where are you going to school, can you do this whiteboard, blah, 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 blah. Does not matter. That's the bottom. And so what they're saying is the skills that you need are, we'll talk about this later, but I do not like the term soft skills. <laughs> Especially since most of you don't have them, it's going to be hard skills. <laughs> so, so these these skills um, uh, of being able to be coached, communicating, listening, uh, processing insight—all those things were more important than you being a pro, than you being able to go to the keyboard and coach. And this is, and, and, oh, I don't know how many alpha males are in here, but. You know how you get a whole team of alpha males and they start beating their chest and, and stuff like that. Um, although you are productive, you're not the most productive teams in, uh, in Google. Um, the most productive teams in Google are people who people don't think are that smart. Which is another thing that we have a... Mm, 
How we define what's smart in this space defies me. We need to change that. So um, they're saying, and we see this, it has to be, you, this, again, this soft skills term, quality, generosity, curiosity, team empathy, emotional intelligence, and emotional safety. There is not a lot of emotional safety in this space at all. It's very hard to have challenging conversations with people without people getting defensive or emotional about it. And that's one reason I do um, hashtag cause a scene, because I'll just throw stuff out on Twitter. I know it's about to blow up some stuff. I don't care. We need to talk about it. We need to start getting uncomfortable, getting comfortable with being uncomfortable, because we're never moved to the next side of this thing until we move through these things. But there's something that's missing. This whole hard skills is technical, and soft skills is not technical. I have to fill out one more CFP to ask me, is this a technical or non-technical talk? I'm going to scream. Although the studies show that business success requires a set of skills beyond programming, they don't address these things on um, the major barrier, and which is um, that we will never change tech until we change these terms we have. So soft skills uh, equals non-technical and, 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 and not valued. Um, when it comes to programming, considering if, if programming is the only thing we consider is technical, what happens is soft skills are just that thing, well, oh, that's a nice to have. Um, and it's damaging the health of our communities. I look at open source projects and I'm just like, oh my God, their community so sucks. They don't even know how to talk to each other. They don't know that this is a platform where there is a lot of um, nuances that are missing because you don't have the person in front of you, you don't have tonation and all these things, and just how stuff just blows up or just gets misinterpreted or th th we are, these things are damaging our communities. I spoke at, I did two keynotes at a NOAA conferences last year. I accepted right before NOAA blew up on Twitter last year. And I actually had to call them and say, hey, am I going to be safe? Because I've never seen such hate and, and, and vile stuff coming out of Reddit. And I, I, don't, I don't hang out in those spaces. So it was like, oh my god, what are they? These people are just, this is a, a technology. Why are we acting like somebody threw a baby out the window? I don't, I mean, we just really, people get really serious about these things. And it's damaging our communities. And it's damaging our ability to bring in underrepresented and marginalized community members in. And I'm going to keep harping on that because white men, you cannot create products and services for a global market from your perspective alone. It's not going to happen. It's going to start hitting you on your bottom line. So non-technical content does not hold the same value, as I said. And so it's that rather, uh, oh, it's nice to have, but it's not a must-have. And that's a problem. And due to the current, um, we devalue it so much that, as was talked about in the opening presentation, no one's talking about ethics. No one's talking about how to, how to help someone develop these skills that I will be talking about. Um, beyond program, all we focus on in C, um, CS programs and other STEM education boot camps, all these things, is, the, is learning this thing. We don't talk about the nuances of this thing has to affect humans. 
And um, and so this is what we're experiencing in our uh, in our organizations and communities right now. So I want to give. I'm, I'm a big person, a researcher. So I'm a big person. I will hit define something in Google in a minute because I, I feel that if everybody understands what this is, this term is together, then there is no reason and no opportunity to say, oh, I didn't understand. That didn't make sense to me. I had a different definition. So we're not going. We're going to clear all that up. So for me, for not even for me. Technical means relating to a particular subject. That's all technical is. Programming. Oops. Is a technology. It's a, it's a machinery equipment. We need to be careful of our terms. So the fact that I am very, I'm going to be. You know, we call it arrogant. I don't care. I'm very good at what I do. I'm very good at what I do. I have been able to de-escalate certain things. I've been able to negotiate certain relationships. I've been able to do a whole bunch of things that a lot of you in this room will find very uncomfortable because they were uncomfortable for me. But I had the skill set to do them, which meant that was technical expertise. Now, the thing that I may have been using, if it were a game or if it were email or Slack or uh, an approach, that would be considered the technology that I was using to solve that technical problem. April Wenzel um, recently said, emotional intelligence, uh, she was talking about emotional intelligence and saying, let's replace the term soft skills with catalytic skills. Dr. Kaku, was talking about your goal should be to become an intellectual capitalist. Being that person with the skill set that cannot be easily replaced by robots, AI, and machine learning. And this morning, <laughs> at scale, all problems become people problems. This is what we need to remember. I love I, this is my third closure conference, but I'm going to tell you the truth. No one in the real world gives a crap about closure. Oh, ouch, did that hurt? <laughs> no one cares. They want their problem solved. And if closure or JavaScript or wood is the best thing that's going to solve my problem, that's what I need. So these are the skills. And I'm going to sit there, sit, let that sit there for a minute, because I need you to assess, do you have any of these skills? <laughs> None of this talks about programming. And this came out of the, world, the recent World Economic Forum last month. So this is not old data. We're talking about complex problem solving, critical thinking, creativity, people management, Coordinate with others, emotional intelligence, judgment and decision-making, service orientation, negotiation, and cognitive flexibility. Those are the skills for the 21st century workforce. And none of these skills can be easily uh, replaced with current or um, uh, future technologies. In an industrial, as I said, in an industrial age, it was about what you can do. In the information age, it's about what you know. And that's why I'm studying knowledge sharing within organizations. 
because that's very important. So when we talk about explicit knowledge, not explicit knowledge is that knowledge that can easily be documented, put in a manual. Um, you can write documentation uh, uh, about the, your product or service. Um, you can put a binder, that kind of, that's what explicit knowledge is, easily shared from person, easily documented and shared. Explicit knowledge can, will be the thing that's automated. Tacit knowledge, on the other hand, is that stuff that's hard to, it's, it's hard to hold up. It's hard to capture. It's that thing that makes me do my job better than Billy doing his job, and we're doing the same job. Or even, it doesn't even have to be better. It's different. You know how you get, you get something, and then you do it a few, t few times, and you get a process in place? But you can't explain it to anybody else because this is your process? That's tacit knowledge. And what's happening is, um, business, that's the thing that, that will help us differentiate. We don't want to compete with, with Walmart and Amazon on price. What we want to do is differentiate. And it's the tacit knowledge that allows business owners, businesses to differentiate because that's the secret sauce to how they do stuff. So you can have 10 Trellos, but if our secret sauce is this, because people are so concerned somebody's going to steal my whole base away. No one can replicate what you do. But the problem is, we're not effectively getting that information from your head to your head. So that the organization is not, organizational leaders are not being able to use that, that, that tacit knowledge to innovate, to scale. You can't scale one person. Everyone in the hashtag call to scene community shares the same common beliefs based on a set of four specific guiding principles. One, tech is not neutral, nor is it apolitical. Two, intention without strategy is chaos. Three, lack of inclusion is a risk and increasingly a crisis management issue. And lastly, but most importantly, four, we must prioritize the most vulnerable. To find out more about the guiding principles and adding them to your Twitter profile banner, please visit hashtag causeascene.com. You can't scale one person. Programming is a skill. It's explicit knowledge, which is low value. It's a commodity. It's a commodity. But what we forget is the programmer's experience is the tacit knowledge. That's what you need to be leveraging. That's the secret sauce for you and the robot. You cannot code this. So conversations related to technology A, technology B, and whatever, blah, 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 for, let me, let me, let me say, as I was saying last night, it was a decision I made not to become a programmer because I recognize that I have some skill sets that many people in this industry don't have. But you guys still bore the hell out of me of the conversations you're talking about. This is talking about a tool. What, you're, what you need to do is leverage the tool user. So it's about how do you Forget closure, list, JavaScript, GitHub, Heroku. Those are tools, those are technologies. 
you as programmer, how do you use those technologies to be efficient and effective at your job and to, to create intellectual property, I mean intellectual capital that a business owner, a business leader would say, you know what? Robot Mary. Robot Mary. Robot would be cheaper. Mary can do this. And so I want to go back to this. How many of you honestly can say that you have these skills, that you've actively tried to develop these skills? There you go. Thank you. Thank you. Exactly. That's not enough hands up. It takes hard work to do. This is not, and that's what, that's another reason it just takes me way over there when they call these soft skills. Do you know what I have to deal with on a daily basis? Do you know how, how, how challenging it is for me not to just want to go up somebody and punch them in the face? You know? You know, you get mansplained to it. It's like, dude, I just said that. You know, that's how I'm like, nah! That's exactly what I said. <laughs> or I say something and um, someone says, oh, that was aggressive. No, not aggressive at all. Said that the black woman in the front laughs at that because she knows exactly what we speak. We are always called aggressive, intimidating, defensive. No, I said no, and that's what I meant. And just because you come with privilege and you disagree, that does not mean that it invalidates what I have to say. These are the things I, we deal with every single day. And you want to call these soft skills? You need to develop these skills. Because without these skills, you have major problems. So what I want to get to is, I believe in providing, I never like to leave a stage without providing strategies, because that's just the educator in me. It's like you identify a problem, identify a challenge, and you come up with, try to come up with strategies for that. So one of the strategies I can't add thought about, I have to come up with tons of these. Seek opportunities to be on multidisciplinary teams. Go outside your comfort zone. I say this all the time. This could be my catchphrase. Learn to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. These, as you know, industry is changing so much. What's valid today is obsolete two years from now. Learn, seek out these opportunities. If you don't have, because again, not many people raise their hands. This is your opportunity to develop that list uh, of skills. So seek out to be on multidisciplinary teams. That means coming out of your coding space and heck, getting on a getting on a team that's dealing with um, the new HR a new HR policy, something that has absolutely nothing to do with your job, but it provides value for you and everybody in your organization. Seek opportunities to mentor and be mentored. 
Again, this is a, where you have to get, get comfortable with being uncomfortable because what, is, what often it shows you, because I find people like, oh, I don't want to mentor people. They just don't get it. No, you just, most times you're just really bad at explaining things. It's you, not them. You just suck at this because everybody thinks they can teach. But um, dealing with learners is a whole different level. Um, and that's one reason I have an issue with boot camps. When you have one curriculum, everybody doesn't learn the same way. Everybody doesn't learn at the same pace. And most boot camps do not have people who understand um, learning theory, who created the curriculums. And they also don't have processes in place for people who get up behind or even get ahead. I'm a certified special needs teacher, so I had all kinds of abilities in my classroom. But I, could I get away with, oh yeah, they, you just, no, that was my job. I had to make sure everybody got the information they could get, they were able to get at their ability. There were no excuses for that. So being able to mentor, you're going to have somebody who's a newbie who doesn't that you are doing something and they don't understand why. And it's your job to recognize, to self-reflect that if you can't explain it, there's a problem. You need to question why you're using that tool or doing that thing. Because if you don't have a good reason, then maybe you shouldn't be doing it anymore. Seek these as opportunities to grow and learn. Because if you can, I always tell my students this all the time, if you can teach it to somebody else, that proves to me you know it. Seek feedback on skills other than programming. <clears throat> this is hard for a lot of people. Because you might, and I don't like, again, it's a whole bunch of about me because I'm on the stage, so it is about me. Um, I don't like terms like ninja, rock star, bleh, all those things. Because again, Google found out that those people on the team are not their most effective employees. There's a lot of ego going on, there's a lot of all kinds of stuff, but what it does is it closes people off. So when you are looking for feedback, that rock star or that ninja, if we're not talking about programming, you might get your feelings hurt. You might get your feelings hurt, but it's okay. It is okay. How often do you learn from success? Most people don't, really, because they don't evaluate. They don't go back and say, this is what we did, this is how it worked, this is how we replicate. Most people learn their greatest lessons through pain. It's unfortunate, but that's what happens. When you get embarrassed, when you've done something, when you cost your company some money, you've got to be damn sure you're not going to make that mistake again. And it's okay in this space because it has, a, it has a reputation, it has a ethos, it has a DNA of mistakes, of getting, um, getting feedback from failure. So use that. If you recognize it, yo, take some stranger, somebody in your, in your well, not a stranger, well, um, somebody who's not afraid of you, somebody who, um, who doesn't feel that they would be jeopardized by being honest with you, and take them that list, and have them evaluate, hey, this, you look up some certain things, this is what critical thinking is, how do I rate on this skill, on these skills? And be willing to take the feedback, and be willing to do something about it. Offer the right documentation. Documentation is one of the most inclusive things you can do in a community. Because it's something that you have to think about the user and not yourself, 
And it also should be a living document, which is uh, updated often. Documentation should not be looked at as something that's done once or twice and it's done. Documentation is something that should be done constantly. And if you can't explain it and you get uh, issues and pull requests and people are like, I don't get this, you have a problem. You have an issue with effective communication in at least in textual form and maybe some other things. But writing documentation gives you the empathy of understanding, of putting yourself in the place of a user and how they're going to, because oh, I hate it when you learn hmm, the stack overflow thing. Did you read the documentation? Yeah, it didn't make sense. So I'm coming to you. <laughs> There is no reason to be a jerk. If you wrote it for somebody other than yourself, then maybe I can understand it. <laughs> Spend some time in the customer support department. Put on that special headphones, <laughs> click that button, and hear <laughs> and figure it out. <laughs> Because I'll be that support person, I'll put you in the seat and I'll just go back like this. <laughs> yeah, I heard, I, heard, I heard what they said. Because as programmers, you think you're arrogant. You think you wrote the code, and I'm done with the code. I'm done with this thing. I love the whole thing. It works. It works on my computer. That's a problem in this industry. And so we need to spend time talking to and listening to our customers, hearing their pain points. Because when we say, oh, I, mean, I look at that list of every year it comes out, like the 2017 list of products that got a whole bunch of VC capital and failed. Because they sucked. They weren't businesses. They were just some product. The whole, um, oh my lord, what is it? The, um, I can't think of the, the, the name. No, 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 no. The one that has the place, the place, um, starts with a B, has the places in New York. Bordellos. Bordegos. Yes. The, the, the portable bodegas. And they didn't, no one. Well, we did so. Yeah, what you did with the white folks. What the? What? Huh? That? Do you think these are? No, <laughs> But I love the one with the, with the pouch. And they show you just <laughs> that was a whole bunch of 3D printed out because that machine was absolutely worthless at that point. You need to listen to your customers. Conduct lunch and learns with none of programming staff. They have no freaking idea what you're doing. <laughs> they were just like, oh my god. Oh my God, I don't know what they're doing. And I have to manage these fools and I don't know what they're doing. Think about this. Think about how many of you guys get recruiting emails for stuff that you're not even interested in. Or they say they need five years of Swift, and we know Swift hasn't been around for five years. <laughs> because somebody is had some database, somebody gave, and they just, somebody HR 
Not their fault. They don't know what you do. Somebody gave them some parameters. That's why the whole college thing is because we still say that that's the thing that make with, when the majority of people who are learning the code are not learning from program uh, from college programs. They're not going to get CS degrees. So it's about have a lunch and learn. Sit down and and, and and let's talk about. And you don't have to get deep. You don't have to get real geeked out. Computational thinking. Just talk about what computational thinking is. Because they could be, they're doing it in their jobs and they don't understand it because they're not using the same verbiage. But if you can talk about computational thinking and connect it to what you are doing, then they say that you built a bridge. You're not those weird guys, women, whatever, over there who are costing us a whole bunch of money. And participate in their lunch and learns. You're not that freaking busy. You can take your little sandwich and go listen to them. That call's not going anywhere. Participate in job shadowing or job swapping. Now that's a good one. Find, oh, I would love for some of you guys to go sit at the reception desk. You would lose your minds. You would not be able to handle it. You know how much crap receptionists take? That's the first line of defense at every company. They are the gatekeepers. They got to keep people out. They got to know who to let in, when to let them in. They get blamed for everything. Do that job for, for a day. Or just shadow somebody in another department because you might want to understand how these things work. De definitely go to, go, go to the market. See what you Go in the sales. Because these are people who are spin masters. They're made. You create a product, and this is what I get to me when I'm talking about business. And I'm going to say this here a product or a service is not a business, it's a product and a service. If you don't have underlying systems, processes, procedures, and policies in place that can scale, evolve, and recover, you do not have a business. This is why many VCs, people are like, they just came in and they came, came in and they took those people carpet because all they have is a product and service. They didn't know how to make, make a business out of it. They don't have a business. They don't have a foundation to grow anything. And so if you want to be relevant, find out what's happening in, um, in marketing, sales, and HR. Think about that. Somebody with programming experience, if they can trans transition into HR, woo, that's a bonus. Think about that. If you can go in there and look at their system and say, oh, that's not how that, let, and, and do it in a nice way. That's just not that, oh, we can come up with a very more efficient way to do that. Because you're thinking, your thinking is different than this. Think about the hero you can be in that, in, in that and, and what that allows you to do. Speaking at conferences about something other than your technology, people, we need people to talk about something other than technology. These are human-centric skills. And I know everybody at these conferences, they're like, oh, the, we got surveys back and they say they don't want beginner-level things and da 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 Well, you just eliminate, we're talking about inclusion and diversity, you just eliminated a whole set of people when you do not have beginner, uh, beginner content. When you have content that is only about technology. Because what you want to do is create a community. I would be, oh my, think about if you went, no, no, hold on, I'm going to say if you went to, 
Okay, not with your regular friends, but if you went to Thanksgiving dinner, right? And all you talked about, if you started talking about your technology, somebody at that table at some point would say, could you please shut up? You have to be more well-versed than just that. Also, think about doing things, um, socializing in non uh, with non-programming staff. We do too much drinking. And drinking gets us in trouble. And I know we're in New Orleans, so I, I pray you don't act stupid tonight. But drinking impairs decision-making. We don't need the research to see all of us at some point, well, I'm going to say all. Many of us in this room have been impaired by alcohol. We need to be doing things with our non-programming peers that do not involve alcohol. So that you can have a conversation, you can get to know people, they can get to know you, and volunteer to teach programming to someone from an underrepresented or marginalized group. I love how you have a, a, a panel or a, 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 a conference thing and it's all white men or even they'll sprinkle some white women in there and they think that's diverse. Um, and let me say this, when we talk about women are making gains in tech, let us be clear, white women are making gains in tech. Everybody else is falling behind. So that's again the difference between underrepresented and marginalized. So find a church, an after-school program, your kids' friends, something, and teach them at least computational thinking because they're going to need it. And if nothing else, share your excitement. I'm going to be honest, I have never heard these two books until last night. <laughs> they were not even on my radar. But the excitement that you nerds had about these two books and the authors, oh my god. I have never seen people eating beignets this freaking excited. Oh, it was just like the second coming. I was like, what the hell is this? But as I talked to one of the, um, the, of the authors and I talked to somebody else, I recognized this is connected to the stuff I do as well. So yes, you don't have to get into the very technical parts of these, this, these books, but from what I understand, if you got through chapter three of this, people around you will have a better idea of not only seeing themselves as consumers of tech, but producers of tech. And then the whole point with this was, there were a whole bunch of non-technical people in the class. So share your excitement, share your enthusiasm, because when you guys start talking technology, you get really freaking bored. My face is glazed over. It's like, oh my God. And I'm sure you some, when we play games at night and all that stuff, you guys really come out of your shells. People need to see that. So in, in closing, if you want to survive the robots, you have to be able to do something more than be a commodity and program. You have to see value 
in, hum in developing human-centric skills that not only help you, but help all of our organizations and communities. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Hashtag Cause the Scene podcast. And I'd like to thank all our current sponsors of the podcast and the Hashtag Cause the Scene movement. Of course, we strongly encourage everyone to become an individual sponsor of the Hashtag Cause the Scene community. Just visit the website at HashtagCauseTheScene.com to sign up today. On behalf of everyone here at Hashtag Cause the Scene, we'd like to thank you again for listening to today's show and have a wonderful day. <laughs>